Welcome to the first episode of Double Entendre. I'm your host Dre. This podcast will be short reviews of films I like, and the first episode is titled "On the Film, Mr. Jones." No one can silence natural law, not even communists. The future is at stake, so please read carefully between the lines. George Orwell in Mr. Jones. For those of us who are interested in international relations, the lead protagonist in Mr. Jones might be all too relatable. A fresh graduate with third culture background, Gareth Jones had experience in Model League of Nations, which is Model United Nations for his time. He joined the British government as a young foreign affairs adviser and later lost his job due to the volatile nature of this line of business. Instead of cramming for internship or job or postgraduate applications, Gareth became a journalist to pursue a topic of great interest to him: whether communism under Joseph Stalin's leadership was as good as it was being publicized. Leveraging on his connections to former British Prime Minister David Lloyd George, Gareth managed to maneuver his way into Soviet permission. To investigate the origins of Soviet Union's allegedly successful five-year development plan, as folks in 2021 might easily realize, one might be gravely naive to believe that a totalitarian regime's promise to open its doors for international inspection would be anything other than mere formalities and would actually lead to any accurate fact-finding. Gareth soon realized that his visit was only a public relations stunt, and decided to leave the group and go on a fact-finding mission of his own to Ukraine and find out whether the region was really Stalin's gold, as depicted by Soviet propagandists. Jumping from a luxurious Soviet Union official train coach to a regular passenger train, Gareth finally arrived at Ukraine and learned the truth. A pandemic-like famine was fueled and implemented by intentionally murderous communist policies and cover-ups. The communist regime carefully orchestrated and inflicted upon Ukraine the policy of collective farming, that led to the deaths of millions of Ukrainians. The precision of which some may say coincided with laboratory standards. Against the natural law of climate and market economy principles, an almost weaponized social policy caused widespread starvation and cannibalism in Ukraine, effectively wiping off any dissidents that might push for reforms or separationist movement. All of this happened right under the noses of international officials, who were too busy indulging themselves and enriching their own status. Did the diplomats believe in the obvious lies of a totalitarian regime, or is it because they believe there is still space for cooperation on a limited basis with a strategic rival? Well, funny enough, there was yet to be a serious global challenge like global warming in the 1930s that requires such strategic patience. Perhaps the old adage in diplomacy is always valid. 
thousands, if not millions, lowly peasants oppressed and murdered by authoritarian regimes are at best bargaining chips for policymakers negotiating trade and investment agreements. Maintaining money for the caviar and champagne in the different offices separated by hundreds of kilometers is way more important. If I tell the story of monsters through talking farm animals, maybe then you'll listen and you'll understand. George Orwell in Mr. Jones. Gareth Jones' personal story inspired George Orwell's renowned novel Animal Farm. Apart from mostly Polish and Ukrainian awards, Mr. Jones, directed by critically acclaimed Polish director Agnieszka Holland, arguably deserved more recognition and awards in other Western countries. Judging from Hollywood at least, mainstream media is probably more interested in stories about gender, racial or climate systemic oppression in developed countries than they do about methodical communist genocide in the East. Even though this form of oppression is much more befitting to qualify as systemic. This may well be a careless mistake or an intentional one. After all, many woke social justice advocates in the US, they like to fly the banner of a communist raised fist or clenched fist sign as they fight for gender, racial or climate injustice. All the while, countless people were dying and fleeing from the symbol, and many still do today. As for the ones lucky to survive for now, they are struggling to tell the story between the lines without getting into some serious trouble. <laughs>